Hey, welcome to another edition of Late Night with Larry. I'm your co-host, Larry D. We're back in the Larry D. Studios. I'm here with Vince. Vince, give him a shout out. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Glad to have you back. All right. I'm going to let you lead off on this one, Vince, because I heard someone just thinks you got a sexy voice. <coughs> oh, like a Pepe Le Pew, maybe. <laughs> right. You can tell her, oui, oui, mon chéri. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell her that privately. Okay, but anyway... Yeah. We're back on the subject that's probably one of our favorite, if not our favorite, is uh, Bigfoot, Sasquatch, whatever you want to call him. Now, we're, we've done some investigating. We've done some uh, research on a, a certain, uh, I guess, documentary. Well, it's a documentary, but it's not only a documentary. We've known about these. Uh, right. I mean, for forever. They're, they're all over the Internet. Right. And now, now, when you played it for me, I'm like... I picked it out right away i know what that is i've right. heard it before right now uh we're we're going back to an undisclosed uh area in the sierra nevada mountains that's right now can we use his name yeah now ron morlang he morehead was, ron, morehead. ron morehead. morehead i'm sorry morehead he's talking about an area they go camping and his first trip there was in 1971 that's right now they would go they had this nice structure built they built it with a they basically cut down trees. It's a primitive log cabin is what it is. And they had a like a tree split in half that they would use for the door. And uh, they would go camping. It was a camping slash hunting trip. Now, the hunting was so good, that was the draw probably at first. But when they started experiencing these things, they kept going back every year, even though the hunting stopped. That's right. Now, what they would do... According to Mr. Moorhead, once they would the the it would get dark and they would start hearing noises like a, what his words like the a gasp like or a grunt or something they knew it was time to get inside so they would go inside the shelter they would put that it looks like a tree split in half they would cover up the door and they would uh, they had a wire cable right and they they barricade it lock it with the wire cable. yes and then uh, they would hear. Just strange chatter, strange noises. Um, now, they, they've heard this every year. That's why they kept going back. Uh, they've got audio evidence. But the thing they never got was a picture or any An video. Image, right. Right. Now, we, we, we did hear the, the audio. And when my brother showed me this, I, I knew right away. I said, I've heard that. And that's called samurai chatter, what we heard. And it's just, um, they had a, a linguistic specialist also with them, and he studied, uh, what did he call he, it? He, he was in the Navy, and he, he studied linguistics. Right. So but, he, he, he studied the frequencies of the human voice, the yes. highs and the lows. And he said, based on that, the noises they heard, it, it, it's something bigger than human. And he estimated seven, eight feet, you know. Right. Uh, now, I don't know how they come up with that maybe lung capacity the vocal range well that that's how they do it the lung capacity because like he said he said they hit the hires higher than a human could probably higher than beyonce can and 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 uh mariah carey and all these supposedly singers because he said they hit the highs that human 
voices can't and they hit the lows right. that the, humans can't the real lows that we can't even hear and the lows probably bring us back to in our last podcast what i i was looking for that it's called infrasound right there you go and that's probably the lows they hit that we can't it's infrasound but yeah he said they hit highs and lows we possibly can't now help me out here he was saying something about he studied how uh Something about voice uh, manipulation or how they try to fool you or... Right. Well, he was talking about, like, if... Because he did it for the military, you could manipulate voice structures with humans. And he was saying the the way that they would make a noise and then Rod Moorhead and his crew would make a noise back that... During in the recording, if you listen to the recording, one stepping on the other voices, you can't manipulate that by cutting in and splicing and putting those on top of each other. It just doesn't work. Right. In his words, it can't be faked. No. Especially back then. Now, what he was talking about was back in 1974. 71, 74, that area. Right. He, well, 71 was their first trip. Yes. But when this specialist was talking about it, he said 74. 74. But even, let's go back to today even if we tried to do it today it would sound authentic and good but we have technology that would strip it apart and say no that's this was manufactured right because if you could manufacture it you could strip it down that's right and so if you can't strip it down it can't be manufactured but the the sounds i heard and what made me want to show my brother this is because when he told me he had his experience, he said he heard some of that samurai chatter. And as soon as I heard that, I thought about his encounter. But more importantly, it just blows my mind how they were communicating back and forth. Right. And and they're eight miles in the wilderness. Right. That Now, he would not disclose this location because he didn't want a bunch of researchers or people over there um he's basically trying to protect whatever was out there now we have our hunches to what it was right now their official stances they claim they don't know because they've never actually seen right they they've they don't have an image to show us that doesn't mean they haven't seen it and they haven't divulged it Right. But True. they said they they never captured an image. But on these vocal recordings that we listen to, I'm like, it it's amazing. Right. It would just it'll blow your mind. It it truly will. Now, it's it uh to me it's a structured language because they're going back and forth and the these hunters they mimic it and they actually kind of answer the hunters they respond and that's what that's what tripped me out the most i'm like this hunter doesn't know what he's saying he's just mimicking something they said right but he gets a response right but, but even started before that because uh, at the beginning of this uh documentary they were playing their their whoops i guess you could call them their whoops yeah and they were doing that and they were responding to those also right as, as you just heard the creature go whoop and then they would go whoop and you could distinctly tell what the creature was and how they did it right and uh they responded but when uh i don't know which one if it's the dominant one or what but started doing this samurai chatter and and they responded and he responded back he responded back like with a little bit of anger in his voice yeah like why are you fucking um, excuse me messing with me right right like that's exactly what it was yeah i'm like he was calling him out now when i had my experience i i told my brother it was uh 
he was talking. It, now, there was two at our camp. And it, to me, the way I figured it, the first one that was screaming was a higher pitch. That's why I thought maybe it was a female. Now, the other one, we didn't even know was there until he let us know he was there behind us. He started mumbling. It was deep mumble, and he was, like, on purpose walking through the brush so we could hear him. Right. But he was speaking. I heard him mumbling. Now, here's my thing, Vince. We just rewatched the video on this, and uh, they're eight miles in the wilderness and they're in high elevation. I mean, they have to use pack horses and pack mules to get there. Right. So, who the hell is going to go eight miles and follow you eight miles in the wilderness to prank you constantly? First of all, they don't know where you're going because you don't disclose the location. Right. Now, same with me. Uh, now, how far do we go into the wilderness? We go, what, I want to say two miles. Off the beaten path. Off the beaten path. But how far are we actually in the wilderness? We're we're, we're in the grip of it. Yeah. We're, uh, we're, if 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 you do a Google Earth map, well, just uh, say from the yeah. dam where the really starts the the thick trees. Oh, oh, from the thick trees, we're a couple hundred feet. No, 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 no. Like down when you leave the, the oh when po- you go the, when you the hit village the, when oh. Oh, man. Because it starts getting thicker and thicker. Yeah, okay. So once we leave the village, and we're at the top of the mountain when we go. Right. So, so how far is it to the top of the mountain? We're, that's a 30-minute drive, man. Right. So we're up there pretty good. Yeah. It's a 30-minute drive. Then we get off the beaten path and drive two more miles in, and then we're right there. Where the, the difference is uh, the time. Now we got a paved road to get us closer, but we still get off that paved road and right. we even go back further. Of course. You have to. I mean, you're not going to get no reaction right <clears throat> next to the highway. Right. Now, when you said uh, they're up there eight miles in, who's going to go prank them? They also mentioned that because they're like, who would come up here? Because they're all hunters. Right. They sleep with their rifle. That's right. They are loaded weapon and, at and, all And when I told you my story, one of the first things you told me was, you sure there wasn't up, someone up there messing with you? Right. I mean, and, and if you hear what I heard, you'd know it wasn't a person. Right. And, and we've been up there. And like I said, we've been up there alone and we've heard noises. So now I know there's no one up there pranking us because on the drive in, you see no one. Right, exactly. We, and when we go there, it's it's a a terrible forest road. You need a four wheel drive. Yeah, you. If you take your little uh, street vehicle, your little Nissan Altima, you're gonna tear the shit out of that. Yeah, exactly. We've you, seen people do that. You wish you never took it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I don't believe somebody was out there pranking me, and we go out there at random times, and we're the only ones out there. We are, and. And I like it like that because that's that's our best chance of of because you know we're the only ones there we're the only human sent sometimes and uh, we're gonna attract things right now. I've been told that we should try to do a a, a dead rabbit call or a wounded rabbit call. Uh, you know, it's basically a coyote call, and one person that emailed us said that's where he's had the most. Experience success in doing that uh 
Now, I don't know. We, I said we'd do it, but I'm having second thoughts about it because I know there's mountain lions up there and there's coyotes. There's bears. And right now when we go up there, there's fire restrictions. We can't have a fire, so we are truly in the dark. Right. We, usually when we go camping, we keep the fire burning because you, if you have any experience in the woods, you know a campfire will keep them at bay somewhat. It, it'll keep the regular predators. I don't know about a squatch. But you well, know. that first night I had no weapon. I think the fire was the only thing. Right. So, but it'll they'll still come in. Look, Ron Moorhead and his group they had fires going all the time, but those things came in and chattered away at them. Yeah. Now, in the audio, well, it was actually a video. They're filming outside the door of their shelter, and he's like, right. "There's a couple across the creek there in the big rocks." Yeah. But they're just out of sight. But they're chattering back and forth. It's crazy. And, um, well, you want to give them a sample of that chatter? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to play a sample of that for you. And uh, just so that you all know, we don't own the copyrights to this in case it's copyrighted. And if it is, well, this is for educational purposes because we want to educate you on if you're ever in the wilderness and you hear these sounds, this is what it could possibly be. So here, have a listen. Now, what do you think about that? Yeah, exactly. Has anyone ever heard that? Now, I know there's people who go out to the forest and uh, they hear things and they dismiss, dismiss it as one or the other. But something like that, how can you dismiss that? How can you explain that? Those sounds, you being eight miles off the beaten path. And as they said, when the sun starts settling at dusk, this is usually when it starts into the wee hours of the morning how can you explain that right now after hearing that you understand why they call it samurai chatter right i mean if y'all pay close attention you hear that what sounds like a japanese samurai pissed off going yep now a lot of the bigfoot recordings a lot of us have heard in the in the past is uh maybe something off in the distance where they're 
howling or screaming, whatever you want to call it. But this is up close, a few of them, and they're they're communicating. And one thing uh, Ron Moorhead said was they were definitely being observed. Right. And and that makes sense. I mean, you're coming into their territory. Okay. Now, they never actually said it was a Bigfoot or a Sasquatch. They kind of saying they're not sure because they don't have no visual evidence to back it. Now, things, after going back, they said they went back every year. And I guess things started getting even stranger because it was not only the vocalizations and stuff. They heard other sounds and they saw different things they cannot explain. Right. I mean, he makes reference to uh, one time they heard like the loud, like a pitchfork sound. Right. And uh, a tuning fork. A tuning fork, yeah. And I mean, if you ever played guitar and you tuned your guitar with the tuning fork when you tap it it makes that loud hum hmm, to your strings in tune and uh i i just thought that was strange you're way up there and you hear that yeah he said it sounded like a large tuning fork humming above their camp right and that those that's very that's high high frequency yeah high frequency now and another time i guess they were in the shelter i'm not exactly sure where they were he said it sounded like something was ripping apart their camp well no he said it sounded like their pans were being tossed around yeah. and banged and ripped up but when they opened the door and looked out they said the noise stopped the noise stopped and nothing was out of place nothing had moved now this is what convince me and my brother that we're not crazy because he also said at one time it sounded like a car door got slammed yes so that's why when we heard the bottle where we were at like sounded like a bottle was thrown and hit the dirt road and made the doop, doop, doop. i'm like wow we hear the same kind of crazy shit and recently we just heard the sound of like a gas can right it, it sounded like i don't know they're they're it was something plastic or metal hollow but it's not like it came from one area it's like they're carrying it around us and they're tapping on it and that's what i thought i'm like are they squeezing this can in and out like like i can't explain it you'd have to hear it people but yeah it's weird noises that we've heard so after hearing ron moorhead who had credible credible experiences that makes me think we are not that crazy right now getting back to ron moorhead they had the the strange sounds and uh how about the light well eventually they did see a light and uh later on as they kept going back in in their journeys he talked about they started seeing orbs and this one particular orb he the only reference he could give it was it was like a lightsaber from star wars right and he watched it come through the camp it just floated it floated through the camp it got to the edge of the camp and then just dissipated yeah it was gone but he can't explain that he doesn't know what it's about it's total foreign to him right now anyone who follows the sasquatch phenomenon you've heard several stories about orbs you know yeah people on both sides of the fence uh, i've never seen one i have it's alien it's not blah 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 but you know he says he's seen orbs and um who knows are are they connected to uh aliens i don't know are they aliens who knows we don't know 
there lies a mystery in itself. Right. Now, what really intrigues me is that language. That's that's what I told you. Just it, I've watched this little clip probably ten times already. I'll go back and I watch it over and over and over, and I'm just amazed at if I pay attention to. I'm like, this is definitely a language. They have their own language. Yes. I don't care what people say. Yep. And like when I had my <laughs> encounter, the one I thought to be the male he was definitely speaking he was mumbling but he was saying something uh he came around uh, there's a little uh not even a hill it's a it's it's a little hill we climb up we've both been there uh he was up there shaking trees and making noises at us but he kept uh moving on his way i, I think he told that one other one there something because the one I thought was a female because she stood there the whole time. Well, and she may have stood there like we talked about because you had the little girls there. Yep, exactly. And she has that maternal instinct that, oh, do I need to rescue one of these poor children? Look at their feet. How small. Exactly. <clears throat> and look at they're so tiny. They're not eating. Right. We need to take these ones and rescue them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's just strange, but... Uh, like I said, that samurai chatter, I've heard it before. Uh, it's just, I don't know. Let us know what you think. To me, it blew my mind. It still right. does to this day. I heard it, and it just, I was amazed. I, I didn't know what to make of it. That's why I've listened to it over and over and over. Now, I have heard similar sounds. Uh, I'm a big fan. I'm going to give a shout-out to uh, Wes with Sasquatch Chronicles. You know, Wes... I love your show. Yep, great. I've listened to many of your episodes. Uh, and I've heard some of these sounds on your show that people play them and you've played them. And if you listen to his show, the beginning, the whoops, those are the whoops exactly that it's on Ron Moorhead's yep. recording. And uh, how many other people have heard these whoops? Not just in the Sierra Nevadas, but... I think a lot of people have. But a lot of people, uh, they dismiss it as something else. Yeah, I think you're right. Because, but. well, <clears throat> like if I would have heard noises before, uh, you know, I would have dismissed it as something else. But when I had my encounter, in my mind, there was nothing else it could have been. Right. And I mean, that's when I started researching more. You had that one encounter that you couldn't explain what it was, so you had to, you had to rationalize. This is the closest thing I think it could be. I had to, and then I had to rationalize. I had to figure out what it was, and uh, we go back because I, I still have to prove to myself I'm not crazy. Well, and I've been up there with you, and and at first I thought, well, what did he really hear? And it took time to get you back there, but now, no, I know you're not crazy because I've heard some shit out there that I'm like, I tell my wife, this is what I heard. She's. She goes with it, but I know deep down she's like, mm, he's a little crazy. Yep. It he's, must be that fire water they take yeah, along. He's like, they, <laughs> they drank too much. He's a little cray-cray right now. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's not that at all. <clears throat> no, we know what we've heard, and we've heard some strange shit. That's why when I've heard, I heard these chattering sounds and these whoops, and I was like, holy cow, I'm like... The, this is real. Yes. This is real, people. Yep. And 
any of you that want to hear it, hey, you're not going to hear it from your local uh, patio dining out having a glass of wine or a beer. You're only going to hear it if you get your butt up deep in the forest. Right, and you're not going to hear it on the dog park. No, you're not. Now, you may hear some barking. That's about it. But what you heard recently on the little audio cut I played, you won't hear that in the dog park. Right. Now, out in the forest, you might hear barking too, but they say they bark also. They do. They And I'm convinced that they just mimic. Right. Now, I heard about that. They mimic. And... Uh, <clears throat> I don't know. Is is part of the language mimicking? I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. Because look, we we speak our language, right? But yet, when we hear like birds or or dogs, we mimic shit ourselves. Right now, that brings me back to another. Uh, it was a channel on YouTube. I believe it's not there anymore. It was taken down. Now, there there were several reasons, and the guy even gave him a reason about, you know, the property owners don't want this going on no more. It was the uh, Sasquatch Ontario, oh, okay. Ontario, where, you know, they have vocalizations. They even have the mimicking, you know, where he re- repeats that guy's name. Right. Mike. 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 Yeah, that you're talking about Nefertiti. Yes. And yeah. He, supposedly they communicated with him and uh they had names he knew the names well i've i've heard uh several people say that they've communicated with them and they have names yes uh, and one of them is daryl daryl that's right and <laughs> if you people watch your tv some of you may have witnessed daryl yes and he has feelings too because what did you call him? <laughs> right <laughs> But on a serious note, uh, if if you get the chance to uh, see one of Ron Moorhead's documentaries, or he has several books out there. I, I, no, no, no. These these are uh, David Pilates. Oh, books. David Pilates. I'm sorry. Ron Moorhead was in this documentary, but David Pilates. Uh, there's some interesting stuff, and the one we watched, uh, Ron Moorhead did his what we think was Sasquatch. He never came out and said it. But there's also some other interesting things, like the lady in the tree blind. Oh, where she saw the, like, uh, predator predator type. Predator type, yeah. So what he's referencing, and if any of you have Amazon Prime, you could hear it for yourself. It's a 411 documentary. It's called 411 Hunted, and it's David Pilates. Any of you are familiar with David Pilates, you know he's written books on missing people. Now... He doesn't specifically reference it, but a lot of his missing investigations are due to, like, because of people believing that it was Sasquatch or Bigfoot that abducted these people. So he's went in and investigated, and he has, a, a like, a checklist what qualifies for the 411 missing. And all over this country, if your report someone missing and they fall into this category he he's investigated over 1200 missing people cases right and and some of those uh i saw very briefly when we were scanning through that uh it's just strange because they'll they'll show the campsite and five miles away they'll find the boots and right it's just crazy it's it is and like uh he did on this one documentary with ron moorhead in it which we're referencing the sierra sounds uh 
there were two cases here where we're at in New Mexico that got investigated and it blew my it blows my mind i'm like how how could that happen these are either sasquatch abductions and the clothing and items left eventually they found the bodies but they can't give you a cause of the death or or anything right And, and sometimes the search parties will go over an area and then later they'll actually find the body in that area it's like the body was placed there right exactly it's just strange, strange, strange. So you you got to use your own imagination because you know humans ain't that good at that. We leave our DNA and traces everywhere where right. the crime could be solved, but these, these can't be solved. Right, and, uh, you know, history shows that when a human commits a crime, they can't keep their mouth shut because right. usually the bragging is what gets them caught. Usually because, yeah, e- either it's their conscience they can't keep it in or their eagle. They right, can. exactly. And uh, it's interesting. But anyway, like we said, listen to those sounds if you have ever heard of them. No matter where you're at, Texas, Canada, California. Australia. Australia. If you've heard those similar sounds, let us know. Or anything you can't explain. Let us know. Yeah, let us know. Tell us what you heard and... Maybe we'll do some research and shine some light on the situation. That's right. And this is our favorite topic, so feel free to reach out to us. We hope you enjoyed what we just discussed. We hope you enjoyed the little clip of the sounds. Like I said, we don't own the copyrights, but we put them on here so you could hear it for yourself. Maybe you were out in the wilderness and you heard it. Right. Anyway, thanks for listening. We enjoy bringing you this content. And uh, shoot us an email. Peace. Peace.